Welcome to another episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. Today, our subject is observation, not as a hobby, but rather as an important tool to help us through life's journeys. Most of us look throughout each day. We look in the fridge for something to eat. We look for traffic before crossing the street. We are gazing with the intent of immediately responding to whatever specific condition we find. However, we do not often see. Seeing requires more effort, more reflection, more thought, and likely more time. Seeing is not necessarily obvious because frequently we need to examine a situation beneath the surface. We need to focus our attention on it to actively perceive it. Ultimately, to look at something requires the use of sight as one of our five senses. But to see something we must be willing to engage our mind's questioning and response mechanisms as an integral part of the process. Think back to when you first attended a new school or joined an after-school activity. You were thrown in with a new group of people and you had to figure out the power players, the most popular, the troublemakers, and all of the other social dynamics before you could fit in comfortably with a group. This same jockeying for position exists for adults within every company, every organization, and every social group. Before you enter a new group, you have embedded in the fabric of your being a set of core standards or beliefs. These fundamentals could have been taught to you by family members, teachers, or clergy. Once you begin to engage with people, even as a young child, you immediately begin to get a sense of others' outlooks and priorities. Whether consciously or not, you begin to feel that you like aspects of another person's behavior, or you don't. Although it is most often instinctual, learning from other people should be a lifelong pursuit. This is an educational process for your own growth. It is not intended to be judgmental of others. Look at opinions, belief systems, comportment, style, skill sets, take in the entire package. You will always learn things about another person. And, if you think about it, then you will be more apt to learn more about yourself. The evolution of this process is aspirational. By evaluating others through observation, you become able to cobble together a larger menu of talents and approaches that may seem worthy of your emulation. Equally important, 
you will see things in other people that you may not have recognized in yourself. It is possible that these traits do not play as favorably to the outside world as you would have assumed. As a result, you can recognize the opportunity which you've been given to modify this questionable aspect of your persona. That is the first step to self-improvement. By observing other people, good and bad, you have the opportunity to incorporate the best parts of what you see in yourself. But if you never take the time to look beyond yourself, you have eliminated a significant window on the world of opportunities for your personal development. Each year, as summer was ending and I was preparing for the next school year, my parents would sit me down for what was fondly termed good of the family. It was one of those open secrets which usually translated into meaning the good of me. The area covered was usually quite broad-based. Courses and teachers, after-school activities, groups and social pursuits. There were choices to be made, directions to be decided, and compromise positions to be taken but there was always one overriding topic included in the conversation, and it fell under the heading of you can learn something from everyone, either what to do or what not to do. This is the power of observation. Regardless of one's age or activities, always keep your eyes on what's going on around you. Look at the activities and behaviors and see the implications of those actions. One day, my mother was advocating for this approach and in her enthusiasm, she blurted out, example is the only example. This truism stuck in our family as a shorthand way of communicating the ongoing need to observe and evaluate the world around us, and not just in the macro sense of global issues, but equally important in the micro arena of my schoolgirl activities. My mother's point was essentially that observations serve as examples for learning and advancing. An example is an illustrative tool. It lights the way metaphorically and can provide a necessary frame of reference. When discussing or writing about a point of view or philosophy, it is not uncommon to cite an analogous situation as an example of an observation. It is often supplied as a seemingly more familiar and less threatening reference to make the reader or listener more comfortable with the presentation of a new concept or to endorse the application of another already known approach. An observation can be an accessible point of reference from which to clarify, analyze, and learn meaning, as well as offer an abundance of examples upon which to base improvements in the standards of human behavior. Notwithstanding all of the sightings and observations, 
there is another element to the process of seeing which cannot be overlooked. The common denominator is people. When I went to school, I found out something rather startling. The other children did not look and act like me. And the adults did not look and act like my parents. To this day, nothing has changed. As a society, we are very much accustomed to focusing on differences. Jobs, lifestyles, appearances, values. These are each umbrella categories for many more picayune differences. However, the most important concept to keep in mind is that regardless of how many differences there may be from one person to another, the common denominator is that we are all human beings. The impact of that recognition is that everyone is entitled to the presumption of respect and dignity. If by their own behavior, another person acts in a way that diminishes how someone else would view them, that is their own responsibility by virtue of their actions. Whenever we are inclined to be overbearing, impatient, or judgmental of another's capabilities, it is incumbent upon us to take a step back and remember that in the most fundamental sense, they are exactly like us, human beings who are always available to be observed. Armed with that viewpoint, it is possible to see and treat people with greater respect and compassion. After all, others are probably observing us as well. It is true that not everyone has the same standards or abilities. However, it is likely that most people make an effort to do their best in any given situation. We cannot reasonably ask for more. Whether we are seeking that moment of inspiration to catapult us into entrepreneurship or the issue propelling us to seek a leadership role in local politics, it is only by vigilant observation that we can determine our strengths and weaknesses, how to better handle situations, and how our skills may be of value to others as well as to ourselves. The use of observation can be a useful lifelong tool, which when developed and incorporated into daily activity, enhances the possibilities of our continuous growth and development. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?